Welcome to the Breakthrough Public Speaking Podcast, where you can learn how to break through your fear and become a confident speaker for both online and offline platforms. I'm your host, Serena Mann, and I'll be bringing you interviews from a range of people who share their stories, tips, and techniques, as well as the deeper insights behind what it really takes to move beyond fear, find your voice, and become a confident speaker. Today, I'll be talking to Jono Poon, who is a digital leadership strategist specializing in helping people save time, money, and scaling online to increase profit, brand recognition, and social visibility. Jono is a British-born Chinese-inspired entrepreneurial solution provider, specializing in high-level inner performance and leadership, and a consultant for digital marketing strategies, system processes, and business growth. So in this episode today, Jono will be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is self-awareness and inner leadership, how to show up and overcome social anxiety and fears. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Jono. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Hi, Serena. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Thank you. So I'd just like to start off with one question to begin with, which is what what does self-awareness mean to you and what do you mean by inner leadership? Self-awareness to me is recognizing and knowing your strengths and weaknesses. And what I mean by that is how you behave in terms of your emotions and how you handle your emotions as well. So it could be from sadness, joy, happiness, uh, anxiety, depression, um, aggression, all of these types of behaviors and emotions, they're here to serve us, but many people would have difficulty in finding how to regulate and use it to their advantage. Yes. So self-awareness is recognizing what that emotion is and how could you use it to help you create the end result that you're looking for okay. instead of sabotaging your own success. And that's where it comes with self-awareness. As for inner leadership, it's about taking responsibility for your own life. And what I mean by that is taking full 100% responsibility. So there's no finger pointing, there's no blaming, there's no complaining. It's just taking full responsibility of everything that happens to you and for you, regardless if it's negative or positive, if it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. You just have to accept it and say, and hold your hand up and say, I take responsibility for that. I created that. That was my responsibility. Yep. Those are massive, isn't it? That's that's fantastic. I love that. I mean, one of my personal um, passions is about taking that personal responsibility because it's so much more empowering and you you, you don't feel in a place of, of lack when you, you own something, you own your decisions. Even if it was a terrible mistake, you start owning it. Going to sell, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so absolutely. It's where you where you hold your power, and what we what I call it as reclaim your power mm-hmm. is staying in your own power. When you give, when you complain about a incident or uh, something that's happening to you or for you, you're giving the power to the the event, the situation, or to the other person. And when you do that, you're losing the power to stay you know, in control of your, well, I say in control, there's no, no such thing as control, it's an illusion. It's an illusion of control that you feel safe and secure, that you're making the right decision. So what I mean by that is, you know, 
give you an example where I used to blame my bullies for that. I, you know, when I was growing up as the only Chinese kid in school, I was bullied a lot and I would complain to the teachers. But because my communication skills wasn't that great, they didn't really understand what was going on. They just knew that I was, you know, something's not right. But I would complain and complain and complain. I would do nothing about it. So therefore, the process would repeat. Wow. So until I took responsibility for my own life and my choices and how I showed up, I decided to take up martial arts. Okay. Then I started to take up martial arts. I was taking ownership of how I show up. So I started to stand up for myself because I was more wow. confident in myself. And when that came to the bullies trying to bully me, I would fight back. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would do something back. So I stood up for myself. Okay. And you know, when you stand up to your bullies or you face your fears, you start owning your power, you start owning your yourself and you start owning your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, to this date, uh, the bullies, in fact, that, that was in school, and in fact, some of the some of the close friends that I have today to this day. And I did ask them, you know, as we got older and we started to realize what was what we was actually doing. I was like, why did you pick on me? And oh, why did wow. you why did you um I was confronting my fears, right? I was like, why did you bully me? Or why did you pick on me? They were like, well, we didn't think it was bullying. We just felt we wanted to get you out of your shell because you was really quiet. All right, interesting. And because I used to be like the only Chinese kid, I was alone and I didn't really communicate and make friends. I wasn't great. I was shy. I was introverted. Didn't really speak much. So I just kept myself to myself. Sure. But they wanted my attention. Interesting. They wanted me by my company, funny enough. They saw something in me that I didn't see myself. That is fascinating. So they wanted to bring me out of my shell by trying to engage with me. And yes, engagement to them was something what I thought was bullying, but maybe it was just their way of trying to get attention. With with kids back then, yes. I, we we don't know what's going to be good or bad. No, what's what's um right or wrong. We just knew we had to get somehow to get attention. So it was their way of getting attention was to pick on me or to try and engage with me. Interesting. And that got me out of my show. I'm grateful that they did because if. If I didn't experience that, I wouldn't have gone through that journey to conquer my fears, to step out my comfort zone, to try new things, to try and communicate more effectively, to communicate better, to learn to speak better, to learn to listen more and to engage more, which put me in the position where I am today. That's extraordinary. From something quite unpleasant came all those positive qualities and positive experiences. And also you taking up martial arts, I suppose, as well, which made you feel more empowered. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. So what about this idea of self-awareness you're mentioning about being aware of, of those fears? How does that help? How does that help in terms of, let's say, maybe you want to make some progress on your social media or you want to have your voice heard? What do we need to do in terms of our self-awareness? Well, in, initially, I was always an angry kid. I was playing the self, the blame game, which is where the inner leadership comes in and where the self-awareness comes in as well. I always knew I was angry. I don't know why. I was always frustrated, always angry of something. I didn't know what. And I would take it out on other people. 
So that would be my friends, it'd be my family. It wouldn't be fair on them, but I did it anyway because I was uh, what felt like an angry, angry kid. Just, just couldn't control myself. I was always angry. Um, I never voiced out my, I never expressed, never communicated it to okay. anyone. I was the wow. only child, so I didn't have any siblings to really talk to. Yeah. And I suppressed a lot of my emotions during a childhood. Uh, my parents was never really around. They were working most of the time because they worked in the Chinese takeaway. And for those that don't know, any in any Asian household, if you grew up with parents working in a takeaway, your general time with them is very limited. They work you know, in the mornings from about 11 to 2 o'clock. They'd work during the lunch in the takeaway to set up or prep during the, for the next for the evening. And then they start work at half four, set up the shop, shut the, the prep work for the food for the evenings. And then they start work at five till, I think back then it was till 12, but then obviously the oh, regulations late. changed and it was like 11 and then got earlier and earlier. But even then, they would drop me to my cousins after half four till about they finished work, which was like 12 a.m., half 12. And then I'd go to school the next morning. I'd come home during the lunch or stay at school I wouldn't see them at between when I finished school at 3 p.m till 5 p.m they're sleeping Gosh. because they're resting they're resting for the whole evening yes, right they're sure. gonna they got a whole evening stint to to rest up for so I would just do my own thing study watch some tv um play some toys myself build lego whatnot and just I was most of the time just by myself and keeping myself company but that angry frustration was because it felt like I wasn't doing, I wasn't contributing enough. Mm-hmm. It felt like I, I didn't have any capabilities to do anything. Okay. Do you think that arose because you be, you'd, you were spending so much time alone and maybe that created a sense of a lack of confidence or a lack of feeling connected with, with the world? I liked connection. Mm. I liked, I liked, I was craving for love and I was craving for connection was because I didn't really have any. Yeah. And the only connection I got um, and love was with my cousins, which was um, great. But I was craving for more. Mm-hmm. I was craving parental love. Yes. And I was I was craving parental guidance. Because growing up, I didn't have any of that. And my parents wasn't really around to parent me or to guide me as such. Mm-hmm. So I was a very lost child. And trying to navigate through life without any direction. Um, it was only just watching TV and you learn from TV and, you know, dramas and stuff like that. But that's not how really healthy because it's all fictional stuff. Yeah. It's all written by other people. It's not how life is. It's not how the reality is. Yeah. But that picture painted the blueprint in my life. So I felt like by, you know, 21, just supposed to graduate with a degree, um, you go to work, then 25, you, ha- you get married and you have kids and then you have your own house and all such. And then you kind of just pay bills and for the rest of your life and just live that life. I thought that's what life was. <laughs> you just work till, till, you, till, till you die. And I was like, well, okay, is that it? <laughs> yeah. And obviously when that blueprint didn't really fulfill itself, when I got to 21, 25 and onwards, I was like, well, this blueprint isn't correct. And I felt angry that I didn't succeed because I thought that's what success was. Mm-hmm. 
success was you know graduating by such and such having kids at such and such have a house at this age and I felt really angry myself that I didn't achieve those goals and that blueprint was something that I lived by there's a lot so of pressure isn't it to achieve those kind of external goals in our society even though deep down we might know that that doesn't feel that fulfilling sometimes so it sounds like you went on this journey of self-exploration effectively and that's where the self-awareness came in it was i was about 20 23 when i encountered personal development work about mindset about positivity um you know you got the the law of attraction and all those kind of things that come up with personal development but even then it was still very vague Mm -hmm. when it came to me and it took me a while to really understand what it is what that personal development journey was yes you can empower yourself you could overcome your emotions you can you know overcome your limiting beliefs and crack them and break them and whatnot but when it came to being aware of my emotions I felt like there was a much deeper level Mm -hmm. Because personal development, yes, there's empowerment and there's motivation and inspiration that could get you to a certain area, to a certain level. But I still think it's a very service level stuff. Yes. And so when I start digging deeper, then I started discovering about self-awareness and alchemy. And what alchemy is, is it's literally just things that's proved by science, really. And instead of personal development, where it's being conquered or majority by concepts where it's not proven methods, it's just methodologies that people use mm-hmm. and it happened to work for them. But there's not a proven scientific fact why it works. Sure. So in alchemy, we use premises and premises are things that, that demonstrated that can be backed by science. Okay. So these are things that can be used. You know, you look at these in quantum physics and you go deeper. But in self-awareness, it's understanding where you're roots of your emotions come from yes for sure. where does these stories come from uh these stories that could be driven from my childhood and i know a lot of people are you know some people have very different experiences about childhood but it's the stories we make up during childhood we all have different stories we all have different things and experiences that we've encountered Absolutely. for instance during childhood i was craving love i was craving parental connection these are things that I was craving for. But if I had got gotten what I wanted back then, I don't think I'd be the person I am today. Yes, no, for sure. It's it's an interesting journey that isn't it? I feel the same in that respect. I also feel that a lot of a lot of our problems can actually come from that feeling of, of lack of connection. And that no matter how much sort of positive thinking you engage in, if you're isolated, it's still gonna be really difficult to feel confident that it's confident isn't something that just happens in isolation, um, which is what you're describing effectively, that, that that feeling of not being connected and therefore not finding that happiness, not feeling confident. That confidence comes when you actually start to feel connected with others and then you start to feel alive, I think, from that connection. Others around us are so important. That's what I've learned in my journey and being self-employed as well, meeting new people, exchanging ideas and sharing stories because you're right, everyone has a story and our childhood has, has a massive role to play isn't it in, in in who we are and i like what you were saying about the repression as well i think that's so common i think it's just it, it's probably more common than we think that we kind of repressed our our entire past and then we try to live our life 
questioning why why am i feeling unhappy and it's because we've got these sort of emotions we haven't really dealt with um what would you say to what would be a a good step to take to to dealing with those emotions because they're difficult to deal with aren't they yes absolutely emotions is definitely not easy um to to deal with and but it's taking firstly is being aware of what emotion that is everyone's got a core emotion that, that drives them and for me it's anger mm-hmm. um it's passive well i say it's passive aggressive but people maybe it's classed as anger if you yep. class yeah, it yes. so <laughs> there is no passive it is just anger. <laughs> yeah um but that's what drives my my drives me and i knew that because from your very just going backwards looking at the stories and how i behaved and this is where you have to be really honest about yourself and say how did i behave how did i yes. react and I would be angry. I would I would be shouting. I'd be um, fighting. I'd be kicking. I'd be uh, breaking things. I'd be throwing things. Yeah, I'd be throwing tantrums. Like I'd be very aggressive. And so, the benefit of martial arts was it helped me regulate that because I took it on the punch pad. Yes, exactly. I, yes, <laughs> I took it on the punch nice pad, example. and and when it came to if it came to you know my aggression was getting too much, my sifu at the time would humble me by take getting a more senior ranked <laughs> um, senpai as such um, to spar with me. Okay. And obviously teach me a lesson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> About indeed. regulating and keeping my head in the game, because when you're when you're angry, you lose your head which means you're not thinking straight and you're not thinking logically. You're not thinking clearly and you'll be making a lot of silly mistakes. And if you're not careful in a fight, you'd get hit. Yes. So you have to be very conscious about where you're going to be positioning yourself. Where are you going to hit? How are you going to dodge? How are you going to guard? How are you going to protect yourself? Sure. What's your next move? In the ne- what's your next two or three moves after you do one move? You've got to be thinking ahead. But once you're in your emotional state as such, you wouldn't be thinking like that and you'd just lose yourself in the game. And that's why people lose their heads and that's why people lose fights. Yeah, You see that in, it's, it's something that we just be aware of. So having martial arts, I'm not saying everyone needs to take martial arts, but it'd be beneficial if you do, because it teaches a lot about discipline, attitude, um, compassion, being humble, being grounded. Now, I think all these are very key skills in, in life, especially in career as well, when you're working with other people. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a really great experience. I had the experience of doing martial arts myself. Just for our listeners, the benefit of our listeners, by the way, Sifu is a, a master in Kung Fu and then the Senpai is a teacher. And that's true. They don't get let you get away with being arrogant or certainly not being angry in a fight or when you're sparring. And it, it is a teacher. It means you have to, to be mindful of, of being humble and making sure you've got the right motivation whenever you engage in, in any kind of task. Um, but I, I like what you said about that. I think it's it's an unbelievable. Um, the, the skills that you learn in martial arts are, are extraordinary for bringing into your to your life. Absolutely. But, but even if you don't have martial arts, then firstly is just noting down what your core emotion that you repeat is. So you can you can look at this by looking at your stories or past <clears throat> past experiences even. Um, arguments is a good way to look at them. How do you behave in an argument? And this is where you're in a high pressure or high conflict or high tension area. 
and how you behave in that situation says a lot about how you show up yes and what emotion is cool as well so if you're someone who's get upset because someone pointed at you and said oh this could be done better or someone get provided you uh, feedback that you didn't like or enjoy taking feedback from how would you react does anger come in first does disappointment come in first does it is it unhappiness is it depression is it sadness yeah what would that be what's that first emotion that you get and usually that's the one that would be like that triggers you as such yes you if you get emotional you'd be like why am i feeling so emotional and then what that emotion is is like i'm feeling a bit sad it was because someone said that my work could have been done better mm-hmm. then but, you know people get get receiving feedback is probably one of the the hardest because people would be like well you could have done this better or you could have do this and this and this but that's a good way to improve for sure i think it depends on your perspective as well this there's a lot of shifting perspectives that you need to do uh, especially that's what's the beauty of self awareness is just accepting all these types of perspectives and be open to different perspectives and be like oh why did they say that yes absolutely i mean that's massive isn't it first of all you're you're accepting your own emotions which is a huge um challenge from for many in itself i know i found that challenging my 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 main drive would be anxiety which is very linked to anger as well in reality and it's almost it's almost as if especially with that word anger it's almost as if it's 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 too embarrassing even to acknowledge it's okay to say i'm i'm stressed but it's almost not acceptable to say you know i feel angry right now which means i think we often don't want to acknowledge it within our own self as well so there's that but then also having to deal with someone else's comment on us with that feedback i think Sometimes there's just no way of being able to 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 manage those emotions. But once we can, once we can honestly get acknowledge to ourselves, we don't need to announce it to the world. But okay, I feel angry right now. Or I feel insecure. I feel frightened. Then I think we're in a better position to to receive feedback because we're already managing managing our our emotions in that sense. Because it can be really difficult to 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 take feedback but it's so helpful i know in in, in a journey of a speaker and in what you do feedback is always so important like i guess on social media if you're posting if something didn't go down well then that's actually good feedback isn't it absolutely i mean social media you get ruthless people who give you feedback whether it's positive or negative it is feedback and you could ask yourself oh why did they think that what did i say that triggered them is it a story is it something that i shared is there is there something that i did during that situation that wasn't similar to them how they would have done it maybe it wasn't alignment to how they would have done it so therefore they would you know have negative um, emotions built up from it or it could be their history their behavior it could be something to, to part of their story but it's a good way to 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 see you know what's actually happening for yourself as well when things come up especially and to regulate you know if you don't have martial arts and all those then just take a step back and breathe yeah. and breathing is probably one of the key things about we don't take enough time to breathe no we won't. and what i mean by breathing is properly breathing taking time out to really take deep breaths and to regulate our emotions especially when we're triggered with emotions when it, when it comes to yes. anger anxiety fear depression any of those just take time out and just breathe 
and just really sit down and, and take deep breaths and be like, what, why am I, what am I angry about? <laughs> and then why am I angry about it? Or why am I sad about it? What's my emotion? And then just you know, write it down if you want. I think generally that's one of the best ways is write down how you feel. What is the story? Why are you like that? Why do you feel that way? Absolutely. I love that about breathing. You know, as someone who's been meditating for many years, I honestly think it's one of the best things that, that we can do. And we we really overlook, you know, we're so conscious about looking after our, our physical health and, and keeping healthy or whatever. But we never, I don't even think we'd write it down our, in our priority list. Like I need to look after my mental health. I need to, to breathe and, 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 and calm myself down when I need to, instead of getting overwhelmed and, and, and stressed. So I, I love that about breathing. It's such a simple point, yet, yet so profound and so helpful. Yeah, breathing is, is huge. Um, and that's something that even when you're at meetings and stuff at work, um, if something doesn't go your way, or if a presentation doesn't go well, just take five minutes after, after the meeting. Goes, I'm going to just take a quick walk and clear your head. And uh, walking, again, is another quick one. Walking in the park, walking on the streets, just, just taking a walk away from the screen, away from the social media, away from noise. Yeah, you know, walking in the park can do you a really good um, 20, 25 minutes, half an hour walk. Yep. Clear your head. One of the best things ever. Definitely. So one, one of the things you also talk about is, for instance, showing up on social media. So how can you, the question is, how can you show up on social media whilst also just, you know, doing all these techniques, keeping it a healthy balance? What is a healthy balance? How does our self-awareness all help for, for us to actually show up and do the things we want to do without putting ourselves under pressure or without, you know, undermining our own mental health? Well, Firstly, is why do you want to show up online? Like whether it's online or in career, why do you want to step up into a higher responsibility? Point. Um, you know, especially if you're doing career climb, you know, you you climb in corporate, you've got you work as an executive or a junior executive, and then you work towards manager and then senior manager and then you know director and all sorts. But why do you want that progression? Why do you want that title? Is it the title you want or is it the responsibilities you want? Or is it actually the things that they do in day to day that you're interested in? Because most of the people that are in those titles, they work towards it. Some people probably want the title, but didn't want the responsibilities to do with it. Yes. <laughs> but some of them are probably just enjoying the work that they happen to get into that title, but they enjoy the tasks. So there's you got to know what do you want. Yes, good point. Because that when you when you're on the same side with the, as yourself, <laughs> then everything is in alignment. I suppose yeah, I, I'm I'm doing this. I know why I'm doing this, and therefore I'm, I'm sort of supporting myself in this process. There's no inner battle or inner conflict. Thinking actually, I don't really want to do it. I like the prestige, but I don't actually want to do it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's important. So knowing the, knowing what you want is key. So whether you want to shop online or offline, whether it's work or in, in life in general, in relationships, um, what are you showing up for? You know, why, why do you want to show up online? For me, I, I show up online to do what I do is because I want to be a guide for others because I never had a guide in my life. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I share what I share. I share my stories, my experiences, 
my challenges, my weaknesses, my strengths, because I never had anyone that shared that kind of stuff to me wow, when, I I was a, when I was a kid. Yes, to be a, be the, the guy that you never had, uh, be a guide to someone. I love that. That's brilliant. That's, that's, that's wonderful. So being the example that I wanted in my life, mm. you know, I, okay, fair enough, I never had the, the guide that I wanted in my life. But it doesn't mean I can't be the guide for someone else. Exactly. So therefore, I made that choice that I'm going to show up for someone else. I'm going to show up for everyone else that do feel lost or stuck in their lives, that don't have that direction, that lack that clarity, and they lack the, the self-awareness and why they feel the way they do in terms of emotions. Yeah. I feel there's such a change over the last 10 years, five, five, two or three years even, about the shift of mental health and emotions. And There really has been. It's been enormous. Emotional well-being and such. But I've always had this growing up, and I don't think it's any different from having a normal conversation. I know a lot of people like to talk about the weather and the service stuff and you know, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. But what I want to really know is how are you feeling really? You know, oh, I'm feeling a little bit stressed right now. Okay, why is that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I've got this and this and this on. This is going on. Things are happening with parents and uh, moving house, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're feeling overwhelmed there. Yeah, why not just break it? Yeah, that's yeah, take your time with it, you know, enjoy the journey. But we're so used to just blanketing our emotions nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, and we don't talk about it enough. And I feel this is something that we need to address more, um, especially in our culture, in the Asian culture, very much. Um, we don't talk about our emotions and how we feel. No. Because it's seen as a weakness. Yes. There's a lot of Asian pride in terms of you know as the the man of the family or the guy of the fair yeah the man of the family uh, especially yeah we have to be holding the fort we have to keep it together we can't show any signs of damage or cracks mm -hmm. and i feel that's high very high pressure for Absolutely. for us it um really is. it doesn't you know I, I don't know if the girls get this you know whether you have to keep it together and all that but for guys, we get this from yes, our I culture for sure. A lot. Like our elders and grandfather and ancestors, what's what not. Like the guys should have it all together as such. Yeah. And and like if you show any cracks or any emotion, then it's seen as a flaw. I don't know why that is. And I'm really guessing is. it's it's because of the masculinity the toxic masculinity and in, in, in the asian culture it's um, right, something yeah. that's really bad i'm not sure whether this happens in the western culture or I think not it does. yeah i really do think it does you know talking to some of my male friends and they 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 say it's, it's it is a real problem it, it it's not something they feel they can just be open about you know I'm not, I'm not feeling a bit down because it is seen as as a weakness i think women I mean, this is such a generalization, obviously, but I think, do think women are better at talking about their feelings. I think that, that we have, there is more scope and opportunity for us. It seems a natural thing to do, uh, but not for all women. Of course, these are generalizations. But I think when there isn't that opportunity to discuss, then that really does heighten the pressure that all of a sudden you've just got to be this person who can who can cope. You know, I remember one of the first times I actually delivered a talk uh, delivered a speech at university and I was so terrified, but I didn't I felt 
I was meant just to be okay. So I didn't feel I could talk to anyone about it saying, I'm really scared. <laughs> it would have just been so much healthier if I could have just acknowledged I'm feeling really scared. I'm really nervous about this rather than pretending that I had to be a person who just didn't feel frightened and that it's okay to feel frightened. I hope just both men and women who have, have this, this difficulty feel that they can start to speak about it and, and, and have conversations. But I think more recently, there's been much more uh, development and interest in opening up conversations and having healthy conversations about mental health and asking the deeper questions exactly as you said you know how are you doing how are you really doing you know are you, are you doing okay at the moment and for that to be normal hopefully that will you know just become a normal part of our society where we can have these this, these conversations and that's the beautiful thing about your podcast is that you get to share these voices and these experiences that i you know that we talk about and it just raises much more awareness for people to understand it's okay to talk about these things. Yes. And which is another issue I want to address is the why people go towards alcohol, drugs, and, and those substances abuse. It's because we're so frightened to talk about these emotions and bottling up that we seek external sources yep. to help us feel better because numb we're not pain. sure how to numb the pain hide hide the the emotion and mask the suffering yes so we see, that's where most, most people would seek these substances because they make them feel good for sure for but sure. um if you regulate in a in a more safe and pr protected environment is you know safe space is seek out um professional help if you need to you know there's professional services a lot of them nowadays with charities that provide these services that you can call that you can talk to and it's all you know private um so it's not like you know you you'll be sharing to the world um but also you know to some of your best friends some of your close friends that you can actually speak to as well know which ones that you can really have these emotional conversations where you don't yes. feel judged or put down um, and make sure you got the right people for this because not everyone knows how to cope with these type of conversations so it's knowing what type of friends is okay talking about these emotional conversations or difficult conversations um, so that's another one is, is knowing you know, which type which friends is okay yeah. with talking about these stuff because that's great advice yeah not everyone not every one of your friends will will know what to do no for sure and that can be really off-putting you know, if someone does judge you or they just don't understand, you know, what, what, where are you coming from? I don't understand. That can be really off-putting. So I think that's excellent advice, either, you know, to see a therapist or to just choose those friends wisely. Really great advice there. And then you got also, you know, your coaches, you got mentors, you know, all such. Um, so just find someone that you feel that you can speak to and, and be okay with sharing. Yeah, this is it. One of the things I, I really um, value in my work is that people do start opening up and say, well, actually, I had this bad experience, you know, and it's really undermined my, my confidence. It, you know, it happened in childhood, but actually I feel it's really affected me as an adult. And it's extraordinary how our confidence is so fragile. But when you just share it with someone, maybe who understands, then that your your burden is a little bit more lifted in that moment and I think that's that's wonderful just to be able to share that and I wanted to just um touch upon again you know if you choose your best friends is make sure that these are your best friends they're your real friends because they're not just friends that you tell a secret to and then they tell the world to yes 
And those are ones that I would say are ones you need to be aware of, you know, are they there for your own good? Because if your friends or your best friends can't keep a secret that you don't want anyone else to know, are they really your friend? Indeed, and yeah. these are the, the conversations that you need to have, honest ones, and surrounding yourself with the right people. I think that's another key thing is, yes, that knowing your emotions, knowing all this is great, but also who's in your circle? Who's you know, clapping behind your back? Who's clapping in front of you? Who's pushing you to win? Who's helping you to support you when you're losing? When you're falling down, who's holding you up? Hmm. And this is key uh, because in my journey, I had the wrong people in my life. I had people who tear me down, who can't wait to see me lose, who won't be crapping, who'd be talking behind my back, who would stab me as much as they can mm. at given any opportunity. And these are just general real life situations. You, know, you will see this in, in, I'm not saying everyone will see these, but these could happen. You know, they happened to me. I don't want that to happen to anyone else. Of course not, but it does. And these are things that you need to be aware of is who's actually wanting to see you win. And Absolutely. you get to, you get to see these, uh, you get to, you know, people's actions says a lot, you know, and I feel this is something that's key for anyone's journey is surrounding yourself with the right people who is constantly lifting you up whenever you're down, if you're losing, if you're failing, if you're suffering, it doesn't matter. They will still try and lift you up. No matter what you go through absolutely and i had many of these during my journey and it you know it's got me to where i am today because i'm still able to stand up and show up because these pillars of great support has been there for me uh, and that's again it's, it's choosing the right people i'm not i'm not saying all my friends are bad or you know good or bad or whatnot it's not the case it's but some people just generally are too busy to support you <laughs> yeah uh, and that's just just the way it is you know not everyone's there to able to support you because they may not be great at juggling their own stuff as well as yours uh, as much as, as other people can you know everyone's got different strengths having different skills different attributes um but if you really want to go far and go forwards it's surrounding yourself with the right people who's able to support you along the way for sure. No, I, I totally agree with that. It's it's essential. Again, going back to our point earlier about connection, if we don't have that um, support in place, it's really hard to move forward in anything. I've noticed that a lot with, with um, even running my own business, just so many different areas, speaking, we can't do it alone. And we've got to, we have to have that, that support and the right people. Definitely. It's, it's key to have the right people. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this, um, yeah, increasing your social visibility is what do you want to show up for? What do you want to stand for? What do you, what do you want to be known for when you pass? I suppose that's one of the, the toughest questions that we could ask. And when it came to me deciding, what is it, if I left tomorrow, you know, what would my legacy be? That was the question I asked early on in my years. I'm not saying this is probably a great question to ask, but it was one that helped me, gave me a lot of clarity. If you think that far, you know, what's the end game? It's a great question. What's the end game I want to leave behind? 
what do I want to be remembered for? What do I want to leave behind? What would what do I want people to say at my gravestone? Well, and and this quote, I, I can't remember where I saw it, but um, it was along the lines of, um, I want to be remembered for, if I want to be remembered by the person is, if I didn't give up today because of you, I can't remember something along the lines, that's where that, that line came from. It was a quote or some sort. It was like, I didn't give up because of you. And I think that's one thing I want to be remembered for is that if someone said, I didn't give up because Jono shared this experience or because Jono shared this story, yeah, that I remembered that I didn't give up because Jono said, you know, something, I don't know what I shared. I said, share so many stories and experiences, but I didn't give up because of you. I think that's the person I want to be remembered for. Wow, brilliant. What a fantastic way to be remembered and and a wonderful legacy to give effectively give people hope isn't it you're giving giving others hope where they don't have any and i think remembering our own mortality is is crucial for us as well definitely it's, it's a really good point how how do we want to be remembered and then we can't help but think of something wonderful like to give others hope <laughs> i love that what would I you think... go ahead sorry you carry on no go ahead go ahead it was one thing that I hope you said hope. I was, I was just wondering, I pondered on that one. I think I wanted that to be that last light of hope was because one of my friends shared what well, was posting things on social media. It was like a clear out of like handbags and yeah. You know, luxury blags and stuff whatnot and I thought nothing of it I thought you know people generally post on on Facebook and social media that they're selling stuff and just having a a, a clean out or clear out and just a fresh start and I was tempted to message them say hey how's it going and and see if they're all right really um but because I thought nothing of it I just kind of brushed it off uh, and I was like, I oh, just thought just having a general clear out. But the next morning, uh, I woke up to a very horrible news that they had passed oh, wow. from, a fam- from a family member. Gosh. I, I, I was very upset with myself then because I could have reached out during that, that time I saw her post. Mm. If I had reached out and said, hey, how's it going? And, and really spoke to them. And so just assuming they were just having a general clear out is why are you going through? Yes. Why are you clearing out? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I could have asked those questions, but I didn't. And I I beat myself up for a long time because of that incident that I didn't reach out. Sure. This is and, very... and there was something that that I I pondered for a long time, what could I have done differently? You know, I was in personal development. I was doing all this positive work and positive mindset and clarity work. And I could have just reached out and said, hey, how's it going? Uh, why, what's, what's going on? Why are you having clear out? But I didn't. And that hope 
um, was something that I could have been for them. Yeah, what could I have done differently? I'm sure we we always ask this question. Yes. But um, when I went through something similar a few years later, um, I, I reached a point where I was really burnt out physically and mentally. Um, and I was just going through all these, you know, because I was so ill, um, it was like I was about three and a half weeks in bed. Like I couldn't really get out of bed. I was so burnt out physically and mentally. Um, and, you know, you just have all these different thoughts in your head and you start heading towards this negative spiral. Um, so I was thinking like, oh, how could I pass away? And what if I passed away today? What would I be remembered for? And these are all these crazy questions I, I was asking myself. I was like, what if I left tomorrow? What if I didn't like, make it for next night? Generally, I was really, really bad. Um, but I I hung on. I didn't want to go to hospital and stuff because I felt I yeah, didn't want to worry my parents and stuff even though they knew that I was in bed for like three and a half weeks it's definitely not normal that's a long time um but what it just felt like I was in my deathbed I was like what if I left today what would happen what would I leave behind and you know I contemplated about a lot of things like what can I have done differently and I reached out to my friend I said hey um I reached out to one of my best friends one of my brothers um that I trust a lot, like I trust him in my life, mm -hmm. that type of person. Um, even though we're not like blood brothers, but it felt like we are. Uh, so I asked him, so I said, hey, bro, I'm going through a rough patch right now. Um, can we just have a quick talk? 10, 20 minutes, you know, yeah. quick talk. And I said, I'm feeling really burnt out, mentally exhausted. Um, and I'm contemplating about like just finishing my life because I'm just oh. really suffering right now. And he was just like, well, bro, that's silly. So first of all, <laughs> what is it that you want? I said, well, I want to help people with overcoming their limit limit limitations, mm -hmm. but also breaking through their beliefs to achieve, the to, to become the best version of themselves. And then we hear this term a lot, you know, I want to help you become the best yes. version of yourselves. What does that mean? Mm. Well, for me, that means embracing your emotions being aware of your emotions overcoming your weaknesses and being um you know owning your responsibility of your life and take control and creating a love of no limitations wow and that's something that you know whatever that means for someone i don't know what that means you know it could look like for other people some people could be speaking on stages some people could be you know on public speaking and and to becoming an international keynote speaker. For some people, it could be just um, being a great parent, being a great dad, being a great mum. Yes. Whatever that life looks like to you, it's for you to have no limitations, no hesitations to go and chase it. That dream that you have, go chase it. Whilst you're working, it doesn't matter, chase it. Do it on the side. You know, everyone has interests, everyone has hobbies, everyone has a dream that when they want to chase is don't give up on that dream. And which is why I have, you know, dream on my side as a reminder, as an anchor is, is, yeah, I have a dream of not giving up. I want to be that hope for someone else that end of the, that, that, that light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. It's there. It feels like, I suppose, I think there's some, there's a lot of power in your own experience when you know when it, what it feels like to be that low. 
that gives you that drive. And as you speak, it's really interesting just to hear that in you, that you know, this is what I went through. And, this, and, and it, I guess it's the raw material for your, your big why. This is why I'm doing this. And that really comes across. Thank you. Yeah, so because you know, I experienced that loss of friends that went through those stages, is, is what could I do better to my to people, um, to the world? What can I help with other people understand more and being aware of? You know, maybe I could have talked to them about their emotions. What were they really going through? What's going on in their lives? Was it a breakup? Was it an argument? Was it money? You know, was it parents? What could it be? Yeah. What was it so bad that they had to take themselves out of the game? True. And those questions would stay with me forever. Um, it's something that I, you know, people say, oh, you should let go of that story. It's, like, it's not really a story. It's an experience. It's, it's a memory. Yeah. It's a memory. It's one that, that anchors my why. It anchors and pushes me to do more every day. You know, it reminds me to be grateful for my life, to be grateful for what I have, to be grateful for my friends and family. And I endured the suffering. I was at the funeral. You know, I embraced the suffering. I shared my, my sadness. And it was painful, you know, to see the friends and the families. And because, you know, we had the same circle of friends, it was tough. You know, seeing them all go through... Um, go through that mm-hmm. you know and I, I had that thought was like wow if I did this to myself this is this is what my friends would have to go through too true it's an uh, amazing teacher that isn't it I don't want my friends to go through the same thoughts and regret and feelings the same way um my friend did no but there's something that drives me to to do better to do yes. more so it's about you in a way I mean you can have this really painful, difficult experience, but then you're using it to to be of help to others because that that memory will never never leave you. I suppose it's such a, a powerful experience where where there's much more awareness about well, let's just see how someone else is really doing, and I think that's it's amazing a gift that we can bring and uh, that we can give to others. Yeah, I'm not using you know I'm not using them as motivation or anchor or such, um, but. They left behind an experience for me to do better for the world. Yeah. And I know they want they wouldn't want me to hold on to that you know, negative feeling, the suffering and such. But I remember how how brightly they smile, you know, when when they were with me, when I was with them, the energy they had, wow. the life that they lived. I remember it all. And I will keep that legacy going forwards in the work that I do Mm -hmm. it's not like I have to share you know continuously about what happened but they we remain a huge part of my life as part of my experience to do more for the world absolutely brilliant thank you for sharing that because that's it's it's a difficult experience but thank you very much for sharing that it's it's, I think it's just it's very helpful to be able to talk about different experiences we've had especially if someone's taken their own life or we've had these feelings ourselves just to to show that example, it's okay to talk about. In fact, it's it's really important to talk about these kinds of feelings. 
Absolutely. And that's why I always remain truthful about sharing, you know, these feelings and these topics. And yes, they may not be the, these are very sensitive issues. Yes. And I'm aware of that. So if you have felt any sense of um, discomfort, I apologize for that. But just be okay with it. And I'm okay with it. So make sure that you don't just leave. Um, yeah, just be aware of what's going on. Yeah, and that's again absolutely. comes to to you knowing your emotions and self-awareness okay yes. why am i feeling sad i'm feeling sad because of this because i has maybe i had something similar happen and it's okay you know it's okay to talk about this it's okay that it happened yeah, because it's part of the life journey mm-hmm. but it's what we do going forwards that's the most important part For sure. which is why you know creating a you know in, in empowered and inspired community it's something that I always enjoy doing, and which is why I keep keep creating, and why I was always trying to lift others up was because I never had anyone that lift me up. Mm-hmm. And it's when you start giving back to the world, and giving back to other people, it's one of the most fulfilling and joyous um, feelings that you can experience. Definitely, totally agree with that one. Unbelievable. If we were, if you were, so you've talked about so many different topics uh, today, and thank you so much for that. If we were to, if you were to put it all in a few key takeaways, maybe three messages, three takeaways, what would you share with listeners today? Be okay with your emotions and understand where your emotions are coming from. You know, what's driving those emotions. Number two would be, surround yourself with the right people number three is knowing what you want excellent be clear 100 clear what your dream is what is it you want in your life how would that look like brilliant thank you so much Jono. and if people want to know more about you or how to connect with you where can they find you yeah so if they want to find me um my insta- social media handle is john open um or across social media and right. my website is johnopin.com so they want to connect uh, read more about what i do and what i experience so look forward to connecting excellent thank you so much and these will all be in the show notes as well so thank you for for joining us on the show this was so valuable and i'm sure our listeners got so much from this thank you Jono. thank you so much serena Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, but most importantly, I hope you gained a huge amount of value from it so that you can implement these tips into your own life and start to see results. If you'd like to learn more, then check out my website, breakthroughpublicspeaking.com.